Hello and welcome to another episode of Shades of Us, The Review. I am Ramat. I'll have to admit that the movie I'm reviewing today had me in tears from 1am to 3am when the rest of the world was sleeping. I was crying, bawling my eyes out, um, broken. I was just out of it, you know. And I have watched this movie, let's say, 10 times. And each time it happens, I am there crying, pouring out my spirit, having my eyes all red and puffy. And the likes. It's the story of the brokenness that is the black woman, the scars of the pain that she has to bear, the power of loss that she goes through, and the shame of not being able to do anything about their straits. It's a story also of strength, of love, of power, of hope. It's a story that needed to be told and was told beautifully. I'm talking about for colored girls. Ever since I realized there was someone called a colored girl or an evil woman or a nag, I've been trying not to be that. My skin is black. Savior, sorry. I got sorry greeting you at the front door. You can keep yours. My arms alone. Being colored is a metaphysical dilemma I haven't conquered yet. Between two worlds, I do. Okay, so um, let's start with some facts about the film, yeah? For Colored Girls is a 2010 American drama film adapted from Indozake Shange's 1975 original choreo poem For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough. Yes, um, a really powerful powerful poem the film was written directed and produced by tyler perry and the film features an ensemble cast which included janet jackson whoopi goldberg felicia rashad tandy newton loretta divine anikanoni rose kimberly ellis kerry washington and a host of others the cast was stellar i must say the film depicts the interconnected lives of nine women exploring their lives and struggles as women of color is the first film to be produced by 34th Street Film uh, Films, an imprint of um, Tyler Perry Studios, and was distributed by Lionsgate Films. It's also the first and only R-rated film to date in the series. With a budget of $21 million, For Colored Girls was released on November 5, 2010, grossing $20.1 million in its opening weekend. It was really good. Um, the film's cast consists of nine African-American women, seven of whom are based on the play's seven characters. In the poem and the play, they were known only by color. For example, Lady in Red, Lady in Brown, um, Lady in Yellow, Lady in Purple, and the likes. But um, Tyler Perry gave them names beyond just Lady in Color. The film looks at, you know, each of the characters dealing with different personal conflicts such as love, abandonment, rape, infidelity, abortion, abuse, domestic violence, sex, and all of it. It just needed to be told because it covered a vast number of problems that black women have to deal with. The music was by Aaron Zygman. 
the cinematography which was fantastic was by alexander grosnick and it was edited by macy hoy it made 38 million dollars in the box office at the close of it all and its running time is 133 minutes a little over two hours long now here are some of the people who made up the film we had janet jackson who was uh joe bradmore uh the lady in red um tandy newton who was tanji um andros the lady in orange we had Whoopi goldberg as alice andros who was the lady in white felicia rashad um who was gilda as the lady in black annika nani rose who was jasmine and she was the lady in yellow and then we had loretta divine who was juanita sims as a lady in green uh, Kimberly Ellis portrayed Crystal Wallace as a lady in brown and then Kerry Washington was Kelly Watkins as um, the lady in blue and then we had Tessa Thompson as Nyla Adras who was a lady in purple. Also in the film was the fantastically wonderful Michael Ely who gave his life to that role and he did it so fantastically well we had omari hardwick as carl bradmore married to joe bradmore who was played by janet jackson we had hill harper as donald watkins who was married to kelly watkins played by kerry washington we had macy gray as rose macy gray was um the person who played the abortionist and then we had Khalil Kane as Bill we had Richard Lawson as Frank and a host of others were in the film you know opera players real-time opera players and you know it was just a, a stellar cast as it would say now upon its release for colored girls received mixed to negative reviews i'm not surprised that that happened but i'll get to explain that at the end of the show rotten tomatoes gave it a 32 <laughs> percent i'm just gonna laugh about that and talk about that later but um for the most part it didn't receive a lot of positive response as would be expected of a film like that in fact rotten tomatoes went as far as saying open quote tyler perry has assembled a fine cast for this adaptation of the 1975 play and his heart is obviously in the right place but his fondness for melodrama chippings a meaningful story close quote and <laughs> i laughed when i read this and i said really are you guys serious but then you know it can be explained so and i will talk about that later so here are some trivia about the film maria carey was originally um cast to uh, play tanji but dropped out when she learned she was pregnant with her babies and johnny smollett bell uh, was also supposed to play nyla but had to drop out due to her commitment to friday night lights johnny uh smollett is uh jesse smollett's sister jesse smollett is an empire um she has also starred in Tyler Perry's movie. I can't for the life of me, I can't remember the name right now. She's also a really good actor. And Janet Jackson's character's name is Joe, which is actually Janet Jackson's second middle name in real life because uh, a whole lot of people don't know her full name is actually Janet Damita Joe Jackson. So what was the storyline of the film? It was it was basically looking at the lives of nine black women as they struggled through the dysfunction that um, defines society and defines the life of a black woman and so it was in finding that interconnectivity and and learning that they weren't alone in all of it so 
that's basically the storyline it was nominated for a lot of awards and it also won some of them i'm not surprised that these awards were mostly from black awards and so you know nobody wants to hear the story of a black woman and it's not surprising because the black woman has been relegated to the worst part of the back burner and so nobody wants to hear so i'm not surprised that that happened it won three awards at the african american film critics association at the black reel awards it was nominated in 11 categories and won um three also at the naacp image awards it was nominated in seven categories and won three of them okay so um here are some of the things i absolutely loved about the film the cast was like i have said over and over in this podcast this cast was stellar everyone was just fantastic at what they did oh my god um i have to give it up for omari hardwick it was his breakout performance right now he's doing power he's big he's fantastic you know and then i want to say michael ely was just wow everything about everything that he did was just fantastic and then for the ladies oh my god all nine of them felicia rashad whoopi goldberg janet jackson kimberly every one of them every single one of them was just fantastic at the role they delivered perfectly um some people mentioned that the acting was poor and i was like were you guys crazy but it was it was the cast was fantastic and then um the way they were introduced in the beginning of the film is how is something else i liked how they were crisscrossing each other um you know they were in the same neighborhood at the same time they were crisscrossing each other but there was there was no connection until the connection came and i think um tyler perry did well with that uh, i love the diversity of the character because it wasn't one kind of a black woman there's this general consensus that a black woman has to fit into a certain box there are so many types of black women and it was shown from the eccentricity of whoopi goldberg to the calm demure feel of annika noni all of these women were as different from each other as they could be and yet connected together because of their color because of their struggle because of their problems and stuff like that it was just really nice to see this cinematography was fantastic that's another thing people said that it could have been better lit i loved the lighting it was not supposed to be a summer film that was popping with colors and happiness and joy and whatever i think it was well lit it was appropriate for the theme of the film and it did really well so um i don't know what these people are talking about (laughs) and then the poetry right from the start of the film down to the end it it just made me because sometimes i always say this i I find it really hard connecting to poetry sometimes I, i try to it takes me a longer time to understand um what poetry is about or what the poem is about but having that visual feel to those poetic moments was really good for me it just felt wonderful to be able to connect to the words that Ntozake put out um, in the beauty of what is the life of the black woman. Now, this is usually the part where I tell you, oh, these are my favorite scenes. I'm so happy to talk about it, but I am so broken right now. I can't do nothing about um, favorite scenes or whatnot. Right now, I'm actually going to say these were the scenes I connected to the most. Not necessarily my favorite things because they are all really sad things. So let's start first um, with the rape of Yasmin. That's the lady in yellow. You know, 
what was really nice about the other night. What's that? I don't know. It just seemed... It wasn't like... Sometimes a date can be such a fake thing and people put on this personality and it was so easy to be, you know, <laughs> to be there with you. You know those times. Put your clothes on. What? Come on, we're both adults. And I know why you asked me to come over here tonight. Oh no, you've you've got it wrong. Oh no, I've got nothing wrong. Now that that really hurt my spirit because I know how many times women would innocently, you know, welcome people into their lives who have no other plans for them but to abuse them, to rape them, and oh my god, the build up. It just felt weird because I remember the very first time I watched it and I felt um did she did she lead him on? Did she you know, suggest. And then when I watched um, the questions being asked by the police, when after she was raped and, you know, he was asking um, if she led him on, I was like, why would you ask that? But I remember that I had asked that too. And so it really hurt me because I realized no woman asked to be raped. No woman invites anyone to rape. And it was... It was really such a heartbreaking scene for me to watch because I couldn't just deal with knowing that some people will just come into your lives just to abuse you and and rape and and change your life for the worst and it was it was so heartbreaking to me the very next thing that i connected to the most um will have to be the murder of um crystal wallace's children uh, by their father Bo. <laughs> Now, um, it was coming. It was, you could feel that thing coming. And then, um, knowing that this man was an alcoholic, he was having post-traumatic depression from being at the war. He was unable to have his severance, uh, checks come in. And so he was angry. He was crazy. He was hitting her. There was, there was no excuse. I know. Yes, that's, that was trying to rationalize that there, there is a story. And it was important to do that, that there is a story behind everything that happens. But this man was hitting this woman. And I knew that eventually he had paranoia. 
so eventually he was going to do something to the kids and watching that scene was so heartbreaking so painful because you could imagine that these were children who had nothing who had done nothing who were innocent and to be killed in such a horribly gruesome way by their father <sighs> i was broken I cried and cried, literally paused the film at that point and cried because I just couldn't imagine the craziness that a person has to go through to be able to do that to their own kids. It was such a perfectly translated role. The next thing will have to be the line of dysfunction from Alice Andrews, played by Whoopi Goldberg, to Tanji Andrews, uh, which was played by um, Tandy Newton. Tell me how is that And when I was 15, he gave me to a white man. Said he wanted beautiful grandgirls. Not like me. You know, it's crazy because when you just sit down and, and really think about it, you know that every dysfunction is buffered out of dysfunction and that dysfunction started from um alice's father and that it was it moved on and you know for alice she became a recluse became religious you know started seeing things and it was about the devil and god and all of that and then um tanji on the other hand became sexually free because she wanted to control the narrative she wanted to you know control the power after being abused by her grandfather over and over again and to be pregnant by same grandfather oh god it was just really messed up that kind of dysfunction you just cannot even begin to imagine so um these are things that need to be talked about and the, I, I was glad that tyler perry did that i think for colored girls is unashamedly real it didn't matter that the plot was set in america colored girls everywhere could relate to at least one of the nine women i know i could relate to a lot of them <laughs> you know uh, i i could relate to a whole lot of them and it was heartbreaking how much that i could relate to and even people around me i could see them in these characters it was terrible now much kudos has to go to into zake shangi for writing the pain of the black woman in the lines of poetry that is for colored girls um, who have attempted suicide I have to also give it up to Tyler Perry for putting, for giving it life, for putting faces to that poem and that play and making it so alive. And, you know, I just, I just want to be grateful to Tyler Perry. Now, critics, I said it earlier on, critics gave it a poor review, but <laughs> like I said, is it surprising? Um, I wish that they can just go and bury their head somewhere in cattle dung or something. Because you know what? The story of a black woman who is not, hey, you know, the big booty stripper or the overly funny or the angry black woman. You know, if there aren't stories like this, most people don't want to hear it. And you know what? Psst, like I said, go bury your head in cattle dung somewhere. This is a story that is important to be told because black women go through so much. Black women are dealing with so much more already. And right now, it was it was important. Ah, I don't even know what to say. But um, I'm especially glad that the, the film ended the way it did. Um, it wasn't, you know... 
black women having that kumbaya moment where okay oh we're sad and we're, we're unhappy and we have that kumbaya moment and then it ends perfectly because in reality we go through so much and it doesn't end perfectly and so um for the most part i think that black women sometimes just need someone to hold us while we deal with the storms that we have in our lives and that's just what that end to the film portrayed um i think for colored girls is one of the most powerful films about a black woman's pain that has ever been made and um that is not an exaggeration the black woman is the most underrated superhero and i am blessed to have seen this film because it is real and it is true and it is powerful and it's painful and all of that but it was it, it deserved to be told in the end of it and you know i think black women need to talk about our issues more and that's the essence of for colored girls and i think it did really well <sighs> yeah I am I am actually burned out. So I think I'm gonna end the show here by saying that I will rate for colored girls an eight over ten. I don't care what the critics say. <laughs> so but that's my opinion. What do you think about for colored girls? Do you like the film? What are your favorite and least favorite parts of the film? Hit me up in the comment section by telling me all of this. And remember that you can select the movie for next week. And we'll definitely review it for you. That's about it on the show today. I hope you listen to the end of the podcast and find out ways to contact us. And don't forget to always tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. on our various platforms because we are on many of them. So um, that's the end of the show today. Thank you for listening. I'm raw and emotional right now, but um, it was a good one. So thank you for listening. It's hugs and kisses from Ramat. Bye. That's a wrap on today's podcast. If you like us, then like us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Afrik. Drop us a comment or tweet at us about any songs or movies you think would make for a great review. You could email Shades of Us Africa at gmail.com or text to plus 234-905-912-7552. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later.